scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me, as always, my week one NFL matchup, Jacob. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me once again this week. I'm glad you could make it. Whoa, whoa. We've got a big furry bear here, too. Tweet. Welcome. I, you're normally not here, so I don't know. Very fuzzy. Very, very fuzzy. Not just my skin, but... Me being here, fuzzy. And your vi- and your vision from as many beers have you drank today? Well, yeah, I'm watching this damn Chiefs Lions game, and it's like just a bunch of turds on 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 toilet paper, you know. Fuzzy wuzzy was very fuzzy, wasn't he? <laughs> he sure was. We've got a new uh, Lions fan in our chat. Seems like tonight we've got mm-hmm. Grim. Uh, known Bears fan coming to Jesus with the Lions, and, and now he's a Lions fan. I think. I think it's weird that he's a Bears fan, but not a fan of the Bear. Um, it is that facts. But now he's a Lions fan, and I don't know. Like it's weird that he likes teams in the same conference, let alone division. Like I figured he might go to the AFC for a second favorite team, but. You know, he's got a 50-50 shot at winning the division, I guess. That's what you want. You want that NFC North. That's the, that's the division you want. I wonder if, like, Iowa State's going to play Iowa. He's a big Iowa fan. If Iowa State has a really good showing and beats Iowa, does he just jump bandwagon to Iowa State? No, he'll just like players for Iowa State. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the – I'm trying to remember the – uh, nose tackle that uh, Iowa State has. He used to be like super big and fat, and now he's like in shape. Um, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. He'll probably he'll probably do pretty well, and then Grim will really like him. Yeah, that'll be the that'll be the thing. Makes sense. Make sure you go out, rate, download, give us a review. Don't even need to listen. You can just download it. We just need the numbers for the download. If you're gonna give a rate and review. Only positive stuff. If it's negative and you've listened, just wait till next week. It'll be better. 
So just give us the good, you know, why delay the inevitable? Just give us the good review now, you know. Or if you have problems, send an email to Big Sexy Bear six nine six nine at aol dot com. <laughs> handle this shit. <laughs> All right, let's get into our quick hitter game of Who Am I? Tweet. It's been a while. Do you know how to play this game? All right, you don't. About round seven, and uh, I'm wrong. Obviously, you don't even know. There aren't even seven rounds. So, there are five clues that I will give. And Jacob, Tweet, and you, listening in the car, listening at home, cutting the lawn, not sure what you're doing. Maybe you're at a birthday party. You can guess along with us. Um, I'm going to go through the first three clues pretty quick. Because they're just interesting or good to know. It's going to be hard to figure it out. The The last two should help you uh, figuring who that is. So let's get started. Clue number one. I am a wide receiver in my third year of school. I was tied. Clue two. I was tied for 83rd in the nation in 2022 with 798 yards receiving. Tied with Antoine Green out of North Carolina. Lock it in. Lock it in. Clue number three. My QB in 2022 has now transferred out west to the Pac-12. Tweet's got this confused look on his face. In clue number four, in 2023, I am the 29th leading receiver in the nation and tied for third in the nation in touchdowns. I mean, one game in, you don't know? Clue no. number five, I transferred from Michigan State to Florida State. Lock it in. Lock it in. Tweet's going to lock it in. Jacob, you locked it in after two. Yes. Who did you believe it was? That's Neon Keon Coleman. Neon Keon Coleman. Tweet, who did you uh, believe it was? Uh, Keon Neon Coleman. <laughs> uh, interesting. Yes. So you both... <laughs> You both got it right. The reason I picked Keon Coleman, one, he had a great week one, but I was on my way to Iowa City today. Had the day off of work, had to uh, do some follow-up cancer um, appointments, and one, all's good, all still good. Um, But I was just thinking about how this year in C2C in our league, this year and going forward, are probably going to be the best years yet. Keon Coleman was picked up. So this is year three of our league for people listening. Jacob picked up Keon Coleman off the waivers last year, correct, Jacob? Yep. Do you remember how much you paid for him off waivers? Uh, Zero, and I think I did it like week two or week three. So we had our startup draft, doesn't get drafted. Our supplemental draft, which is 15 rounds, doesn't get drafted. We, at that point, just had uh, the first year had four waivers to use, I believe. No. Or two. It was two waivers to use, one at week four, one at week eight. Then we switched to four, and Jacob's able to pick up Keon Coleman. Now, then Jacob traded Keon Coleman for – what you know, he thought his worth was at that time, which I think was an NFL pick first, like 102, and then I got so it was Keon Coleman for the 102, and then I gave back like a second round pick. So then 
now Nate's got Keon Coleman, and you know he has this big week one blow up, but it's you can still find value out there on waivers, and you don't have to pay a lot to get them sometimes. And this is my favorite part of C2C leagues. You get a flag plant on a guy. Like, Jacob, you do it a lot. Nate's been pretty vocal here about Keon. Like, it's going to take a lot of assets to get Keon Coleman from Nate. And that is fun. Now, whether, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be hard to get him. Well, it's you plant your flag. Go get your guy. If that's what you want, pay a lot of assets and go get him. And if you're not worth if you don't think he's worth it, well, then don't. But then you can also – everybody had a shot on him on the first draft, the supplemental draft, uh, fab bidding. That's why I love fab bidding because everyone gets the same opportunity. And this year – and then going forward, we're going to have a lot more of those people because we're going to have people that have – this year, I think it is, we're going to have a lot of people out of our first draft that are phased out, and it's all based off of our supplemental drafts and waivers and – it's the ultimate like flag plant, go get your guys. So that's, you know, anything Jacob or tweet you want to talk about, Jacob, you were the Keon Coleman owner. So I'll go to you next. But like, that's what I was thinking about on my drive. And Mm -hmm. it's just the best format out there. Go play C2C if you're not in one. It is. And I mean, you can, you can find kind of the diamond in the rough, I guess. And it depends on what you're looking for. Like if you're just going for like you can go in there after week one in fan tracks and sort by fantasy points or fantasy points per game and go find those guys, but it's littered with seniors, juniors, all those things. Well, if they're a senior in college, that probably limits their upside for NFL production. So you're not for so for Debbie purposes, you're actually looking to be actually younger. So a true sophomore, true freshman. Um but you also have to realize that they're not going to get you that kind of production on the college side until the next year or two years down the line. So I don't know. It's all a balancing act and you can go out there and you can find guys who are going to get drafted on day three right now. But is that really what you're shooting for? You know, if, if you're trying to find a Debbie player, you, you want that day one or day two draft capital. And so, the other part that got me thinking about this, and we'll get to it later, but Chad had a pickup of Noah Thomas, who same situation, might... is, same same thing that I saw with Keon Coleman early on last year, and it's like just go get that guy. Yep. So, tweet any uh, thoughts there on the format, Keon Coleman, anything? Uh, Keon, Leon, Neon, American Coleman. Great week. We'll see how it keeps going. Uh, Tweet, I want to let you know that my kindergartner is also going through rhymes and stuff. So I'm glad you have learned something this week in school, too. Very happy we're on the same page. (laughs) I've been learning a lot lately, but I'm trying. Uh, This format's good. Go after your guy. Go get him. Don't be mad when your guy doesn't pan out. I mean, it is what Mm -hmm. it is. Uh, we're all not experts, but we're going to try our damnedest to figure out who we're going to get and who is our guy. So, um, don't be afraid of the waiver wires either. There are plenty of what appears to be high end talent on the waiver wires that we did not identify. So, don't get just, just look at our, our supplemental draft this last time. It's like Rhonda Gadsons out there, Riley Leonard. You got Devontae Walker because he transferred up. Yep. I mean, 
there are guys out there. And like you're taking a shot, I'm assuming, at maybe Debbie potential with Creed Whittemore mm-hmm. at Mississippi State, who kind of popped off as a true freshman on in week one. So love me that true freshman pop off. We'll see what he can see what he can do. And uh I'm kind of hoping he, he fills into like the rah rah Thomas role and maybe we, we have a few years of him. So we'll see what happens. Well at minimum at minimum if he's already playing He's going to probably be in your lineup, you know, as a sophomore and a junior, maybe yep. even a senior if he's not, you know, an NFL type guy. Yep. But either way, he's probably going to produce for you. All right, let's get into our NCAA news. We got a couple that we'll probably talk a little bit about and then uh, some stuff that we'll kind of gloss over. But the big news is Cal, Stanford, and SMU move to the ACC. Tweet. You were on the podcast that broke this like three weeks ago. And then it finally happened. Do you want to elaborate any more on this? I would just like to say that I was right. And uh, I knew I was right. Um, And I should become a beat writer. So, yeah. Um, But... Still makes zero sense from the day of the podcast to now. Um, everybody likes the Atlantic Coast Conference to be on the Pacific, In the Pacific. side. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this whole the ocean. They'll call it the Ocean to Ocean Con uh, Conference. It only makes sense to have three teams from the complete opposite side of the United States to join the other side. It's things seem to be working out well. So then, uh, while we're gotcha here, tweet Tez Walker, he goes to present his case to the D1 committee for the legislative relief, um, legislative relief, and gets denied. I don't remember when you drafted Tez Walker, but he will not be playing football this year. It was a fourth round pick, and I just think they hate his grandmother. And I think it's, I think it's honestly bullshit. You know, his grandma's dying and has never seen him play a game, game, a fucking game. And now they won't, well, you won't ever see him again because she's dead. She's not. It's not true. Take that back. <laughs> Jesus. Like Jesus. Uh, you're, but, uh, you were a couple of weeks early on the ACC news. Hopefully you're not yeah. a couple of weeks early on this news either. Yeah, I hope not either, but I, um, I'm not not happy about it. I, I went you know what, Mac? I don't get it. Just Mac Brown, put him in the lineup. Who cares? They're not going to stop the game for it. Right. They're not going to stop the game for it. They'll still play the game. And then like 12 years down the road, they'll be like, oh, Mac Brown. Those games you won, they don't count. <laughs> okay, sweet. Don't care. Just play them. Who cares? Just play them. What is the NCAA going to do? Oh, you can't go play in a bowl game? I mean, who cares? What? I don't get it. The NCAA is just dumb. Just play them. Who cares? Thoughts, Jacob? I don't know. It's tough to just blame the NCAA because, like, why would this rule be instituted? And it's definitely because of athletic departments wanting this rule against guys just transferring out. I think the big issue was that it was accepted. It was accepted and then taken back. Right. 
Right, but what I'm saying is the NCAA didn't just go out and do this on their own. They had complaints from athletic departments that caused them to then institute this rule, and then I don't think that they're going to look at every single case on a case-by-case basis. They're just saying, this is the new rule, this is how it is. It sucks for him because basically he transferred believing something completely different. Yep. But like the NCAA can't actually do anything unless the schools themselves allow them to do it. So the schools are really driving this entire thing. Now, Mac, right. Brown, Mac Brown's upset right now, but it, but if it happened at Ball State, would Mac Brown really be saying anything? No. 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 All right. Get into some injury news. So we got Rocket Sanders. He's hurt. He is actually set to miss a couple weeks with a leg injury. So he'll be sitting out for my team. Squirrel White also left the game early in week one. Um, he was hit by okay car. to come back. <laughs> he was okay to come back, but it was uh, blowout, so he did not. He should be playing this week. Jacob Antoine Wells got hurt in this game. He was hurt in the preseason or you know fall camp stuff. So something to watch out there. Tweet. You had Jalen Daniels in your lineup, but you took him out just in time. Back spasms. Uh, so he's actually set to play this week. Tomorrow. Yeah, so he will be out there. Then the piece of interesting news came out in that Caleb Williams' dad on GQ magazine says, nah, maybe Caleb comes back and plays. If he doesn't like the team, if he doesn't like the culture, he's not going to go play. Uh, you know, real Elway, um, Manning vibes coming off here. <laughs> but... Uh, also kind of makes sense because I bet you he makes – I mean, granted, he's not going to make number one overall money in NIL, but I bet he's doing all right. <coughs> There's enough rules and stuff that if he doesn't get hurt, he'll just just push it off to next year. I don't think he does that. I think he comes into the league next year anyways, but anybody have thoughts or want to talk about that piece of news? I mean – He's it kind of blatantly says like he's trying to avoid the Cardinals and wants them to win, maybe try to win some games. Yeah. Um does it actually happen? No. Uh he, money talks. He, he comes out, he takes his money. Didn't we just have this with another player? Like something very similar that they th- they said that Oh, I could still go back to school or something. I don't know if it was in the NBA or whatever it was, but I think the last one for fantasy that we had was when uh, Zach Charbonnet went back. Yeah, but it's like, just like, why is his dad talking? We know he's probably coming out. We know Arizona is just a shit show of a franchise right now, but he's gonna get paid. And actually, I feel like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud was like. There were rumors that they might. Oh, C.J. Stroud. Is it C.J.? Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to go to Houston. Yeah, so I I don't know. We'll see. I doubt any of this is ever going to happen. Um, he's going to play in Arizona, probably with Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think everything's going to be okay. But it's just weird. 
I don't know. They 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 try to bully from a position where they can't even bully. Like Arizona could just tank next year and get him a first pick too if that happened. So yeah. And then we got the big piece of news from this week. Dante Moore tweet. He or I guess Chad's got Dante Moore. Uh, I wish I did. Dante Moore comes in, plays plays pretty good, and if he doesn't start week two. I don't know what UCLA is doing. Like he was by far the better quarterback in that game. He should be playing. He looked good. He was better than Rashada, but he looked poised. Whatever. He, good. he was good. So and Rashada had a good week too. Like he was. He's got. He's got a little bit more to work with than Rashada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is a, a pretty awesome that game. Just piece the UCLA. Yeah, just pieces. We were watching it up at, at the bachelor party, and he definitely made a difference in that game. So, Jacob, NFL news. NFL news. Um, obviously, Thursday night right now, so Chiefs and Detroit Lions have kicked off. So, NFL season has started. Um, the only real news that I got is Joe Burrow got his new contract right before the game started. Five years, $275 million. So, he got paid. Nice. Next week, we'll be able to go over our quarterback minute notes where we can talk about Malik Willis and DTR and Tanner McKee stats. Uh, Nate will also want to know about his Tajay Spear stats, so we'll, we'll talk about those as well. We're going to need to save some extra time for those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had a trade on here. And yes, so after uh post show last week, Chad wanted to revisit his trade with Brett. Chad traded Brett, Hunter Deckers, and Baker Mayfield for Alvin Kamara. He just wanted to remind Brett of that, and so I put it on the show sheet. Wow. <laughs> so he just wanted to rub it in. Yes. Yep. So we got a guy that took a plea deal. A guy that's on his like fourth team. Yep. For a guy that has to have a three game suspension. Yep. Hmm. But he just wanted to remind Brett of that. Wow. Wow. College Chad out here throwing strays at Brett. That's dirty. And then moments before we went live here, our trade counter goes up to 51. Myself, I get Stefan Diggs and I sell Brett Quinn Ewers. Thoughts from the gallery. I mean, honestly, I just feel like you think that Arch is going to be starting shortly. So, I, I mean, what is happening is you're selling Quinn at an all time high because you know Arch is coming in to start in two weeks. Well, well it's the Alabama game, you know, he's going to get hurt. And then he'll have no value after that until the draft. To be fair, Quinn Ewers was most valuable before our supplemental draft when he went 101. That was his highest value point. That's true. So I think he traded away Quinn Ewers, who, you know, a lot of people thought that he was, you know, an incredible prospect, which he, I mean, can't take that away from him. He was a great prospect. 
But the reality is, is he's a guy who's been basically average in college football so far. And you traded him away for Stefan Diggs, who is anything but average in the NFL. Yep. How many more years do you feel that Stefan Diggs has as an elite wide receiver? Two, think, three? Yeah, two or three, maybe. But here's the deal. Will Quinn Ewers ever have an elite year, college or NFL? Right now it's looking like no. Very questionable. I think Stefan Diggs has one more elite year in the NFL, and then he deletes all the Bill stuff off his social media again, then gets traded to the Cowboys, and then has to play with Trey Lance, and now he's just trash. So I think it's like literally just, I think that's the downfall of Stefan Diggs. You got to win the championship this year, Luke, or it's over. Uh, Quinn Ewers, his downfall was two years ago. Um, when he transferred, uh, and now Arch is there, and so I just think it's a lose lose situation for all teams involved at this point, based off my analysis. <laughs> well, do you feel good about your Cooper Cup trade? I don't remember what all was in there, but like he played like four games for me so far. As of right now, I think I'm actually winning that trade because I got Braylon Allen. Um, I don't know how much Wisconsin. I'm winning it. Isn't he Wisconsin's backup running back? No, I think he just went for like 34 points this past week against you. I know, but I think Ches got the got the starting work. Well, well. we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. All right, let's get I, on I, to I, I think I'm still winning that trade at this point. So let's get on. You know, that's the best part about trades. They might look weird or uneven at the beginning, but over time... Or they look fair at the beginning, and then over time it's like, well, that definitely went to one side or the other. That's the best part about tracking these so that Chad can just bring up strays to hit Brett with about Hunter Decker's Baker Mayfield for Alvin Kamara. It's a right hand up. All right. We had waivers run this week, so I want to go through people who got picked up. And I don't know if either of you – are either of you aware of a guy on Twitter named Volume Pigs? Yes. Yes, Jacob is. Tweet? I'm not sure what kind of porn website this is. But... <laughs> well, it's Iowa porn. It's all about pigs. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Volume Pigs, Justin Leo um, from Canada. He does a lot of articles on Substacks hey. um, about about uh, college and C2C leagues. And I reached out to him and I gave him our list of people who were picked up, how much they were picked up for to give people grades. I asked him if he'd be willing on every week that we have a waiver, if he'd be willing to come on and he's willing to come on every week for a segment. So uh, we might have a guest here as long as people are picked up. So, without further um, notice, here we go. So, we have Tweet picks up Creed Whitmore. What he thought of that was, Whitmore seems solid. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. 10 being the best. 
Only four targets, but did get work on the ground. So we'll see what his usage pattern is like going forward. But he's promising. I like that he was a cheap buy. Grim, you bought Jimmy Horn Jr., Dion Burks, and Roman Wilson. He says, this team spent a lot. Thought they might have overpaid a bit on Horn, but that's hard to know. Wide receiver seems like a weak spot on his roster, so I like it. I like that he added three wide receivers. I give it an eight for Burks and Wilson additions. Then we had Chad. He got Noah Thomas and Jermaine Brown Jr. He says, I'm surprised Brown was available while he was in a split in week one. We'll see what happens going forward. Noah Thomas feels like fool's gold. I rated a five. So if you're not aware, Jermaine Brown Jr. plays at UAB, and he is currently splitting time with Josh Jacobs' little brother. So something to note there. Then we had Ian. Mike, he picks up Mikey Keene and uh, Buckley, uh, Jalen Buckley, I believe. So the, his, uh, what he had to say was, I love it. Take a shot on an upside for a cheap $10. Add Keen for the same. I give it a 9 out of 10. We need to quit giving Ian so much love on this podcast. Yeah. So, Nate, he picks up Dylan Edwards and Kobe Pessor, which the Kobe Pessor now is a little bit better now that uh, Walker is going to be out for the year for UNC. Feels like fool's gold. Pessor looked good in Walker's absence. The Edwards transaction alone makes me rate this a 3 out of 10. Dylan Edwards played very minimal snaps. He made them worthwhile, scoring like four touchdowns or something. So he crushed it, but that's probably not sustainable. Those are my own words, not Justin's. Um... Then we had Brett. He got Eric Brooks and Marcus Carroll. He says, I love it. Carroll looks like a volume pig in that backfield. Brooks for $1 seems insane. He was one of the hottest assets in my leagues. 10 out of 10 for this price value. What? So, so Brett, while you might have uh, whiffed on the draft in the league's eyes, in the eyes of the volume pig, you're making, making your way back. And then you just got Quinn Ewers. I mean, oink, oink. And then uh, myself, I picked up uh, Ashlock and Shager from Hawaii. Big uh, Rainbow Warrior fan over here. He says, I like Ashlock, but spending the entire budget is extreme. I like the idea of the stack, though. I give it a 6 out of 10. That's right. I spent, we get $100 for waiver pickups. I spent all 100 on Ashlock. I said, I'll figure out the rest later. Give me this red shirt freshman to be using this offense the same way for a couple of years. I'll take it. Anything that uh, Jacob, you want to talk about with waiver pickups that you noticed since you uh, just sat back and watched this week? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, is it Justin? He said. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think he's coming at it from more of a CFF value yes. standpoint. Yeah. Yep. Because, I mean, Noah Thomas for this you're not that's not a pickup for this year, right? I think that was the best Devi pickup that occurred was Noah Thomas. I actually really disliked what Brett did with Marcus Carroll and um, what was it, Eric for Fresno State? Yeah, Eric Brooks for Fresno State. So basically you're getting those players. They're going to score a lot of points this year, and then they, their eligibility runs out, and I don't think either of them get drafted. And we know what his NFL side looks like. Like these waivers are a great opportunity for Brett to start getting some guys who might get into the second and third round, maybe even first round. Depend like Jameson Williams was probably free his year, goes off at Alabama, and then all of a sudden he's a first round pick. I would like, say that with a COVID year, I'm not always so sure that this is seniors last year's. Yeah, but you sure. are correct. You are correct. Sure. That the last thing knows like, when seniors last years are nowadays. Yeah. What I'm saying is that they very much feel like rent-a-players, and you're going to get a limited amount of CFF value, which is they're probably going to score a lot of CFF points. But I think Brett's real issue is transitioning guys from his college roster to the NFL roster. So I feel like those are two waiver wire pickups that he could have just waited on and found somebody who was going to be – maybe an asset for him on the NFL side rather than get CFF points. Tweet anything you want to say? I mean, I think I I agree with Jacob there. And then uh, Edwards out of Colorado. I throw a little money on him, see if I can get him. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much like Debbie's side, like how, how good he's going to be to like go to the NFL or anything, but. He's a little small currently. So, I mean, he's a freshman though. Um, I also don't love Hawaii wide receivers to go to the NFL, but I think Luke's just making that as a play to to have him as a, on his college roster because Marvin Harrison Jr. only gets him like six points a week nowadays. So um, I think yeah. he's just looking for a real wide receiver uh, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. because he clearly is not cutting it. So, But Luke has like the opposite of what Brett has on the CFF side because he's Correct. got guys who are going to get dra- draft capital. So, so we think. I mean, Marvin Harrison, the way he's playing right now, he's he's now like <laughs> like it's just terrible. I'm just saying, Marcus Carroll. I'm just saying, Marcus Carroll and uh, the Fresno State wide receiver. Those make more sense for Luke to pick up than Brett. If I'm looking at just like, okay, you got two sides to this thing. Meanwhile, Luke went all in on a Hawaii rainbow guy. Love it. All right. Now we get into our normal show here. We got our, well, I guess this is our normal show. Nothing is normal about this show, people. I don't know. People just don't believe him. That's going to be huge. All right. Too many beers. Too many beers. All right. Week one recap. Oh. So first off. I want to talk about the Bears picks. I believe if I'm looking, one, two, three, four, five and oh for the Bear in week one. Thank you. Um, I'll be here all night. Uh, I first of all want to thank God, Carrie Underwood, uh, um, uh, my manager. 
Murphy. Don't forget, don't forget uh, about hey, don't forget about your family. Oh yeah, my family. Um, I, LSU for believing in me. Well, I know we're Tigers, but we're the Bears this weekend. Um, so thank you. Uh, I accept this ACM award on behalf of country music and <laughs> and Jesus. Thank you very much. All right, you know what? So I have this all lined up in the show sheet, but you know what? I'm just gonna you know start with the Colorado TCU matchup for our games, and that was Corey versus myself. Corey's team put up some points. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year I did a deal where it's like if you're all your three quarterbacks score over like 32 points, it's like only two people have lost. You're pretty much unbeatable. Well, I had 46, almost 47 points from Caleb Williams, 42 from Cameron Ward, and 34 from Austin Reed. And I barely pull out a win over Corey's team. This was an exciting one to watch, and I was I was very nervous. I had Sam – I'm just going to say, like, the state of Ohio almost screwed me. Got Marvin Harrison Jr. with 3.8 points. I start Sam Wiggles. He gets me zero because he sits out and you don't find out until uh, 11 minutes after the game starts. And Travion Henderson scores me 4.7 points. That was about a disaster uh, to happen. And I, I you know, didn't want to start off week one with a loss. Well, Tweet, you didn't want to either. You didn't. We'll get to Jacobs later. Um. So from Corey's team, I want to highlight, we got Carson Steele. He was not supposed to be the starter. He got a lot of the starting reps. Uh, he went four receptions for 20 yards. He had a receiving touchdown and 76 yards rushing, good for 19.6 points. Then his quarterbacks, which might be the guys that he leans on all year long, he had Bo Nix score him 29.48 points and Michael Pratt score him 37.66 points. Unfortunately, Cade Klubnik could not muster up enough uh, to help Corey get a win. He only scored him 13.76 points. But I muster out a win 291 to 286.9. And those are both very, very high scores. Coming into Monday... Got Cade Klubnik coming in, Clemson. You're thinking maybe high-powered offense, maybe a little something-something. And we lose by five. That's a tough loss for Corey. Is Cade Klubnik just done? Uh, Depends if he keeps that limp wrist when he gives Dabo (laughs) low fives. Hard Hard to throw the ball with that limp wrist. 4.3 air yards per attempt. You have to try to do that. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That's Justin Fields' numbers. Yep. So, anything else anybody wants to talk about um, in this one? Otherwise, we will move on to our game number two. We had the farm system. Grim going up against the Golden Domers. Chad. Grim pulls this one out. Barely. 247.96 to 183.04. Just crushed him. Like, I don't know what's going on with the Golden Domers. But Chad starts Kyle McCord, and he starts Sean Tyler. So Minnesota's been known to 
row the boat, run one guy all the time. Sean Tyler ends up with 41 yards rushing in a game against Nebraska that ends up 10 to 13. 4.1 points. Kyle McCord, supposed to split time. Well, he only came out for like one series, and he disappointed. He had 8.36 points from the quarterback position. And then you got uh, Siobhan Codero with 6.32 points um, against Oregon State. So a big uh, blunder there with the quarterbacks. On the other side, you've got Connor Wegman. Looked pretty good in that offense for Texas A&M. He got you 41.64 points. But then you had uh, Malachi Corley. He had 9.5 points, got carted off during this game. He should be back this week. Uh, seems like his sternum was bruised. I'm sure he'll have a chest plate or something else put on, but he should be back. RIP. And then you got Corey Dykish uh, from Maryland tight end, scores 22.8 points. So that's a, a great score there from a tight end. So, Grim, that gives you a th- Dating back to last year, that gives you a three-game winning streak going into week two of this year. So hold your hat on to that. Comments on this game for you guys? I don't know. I, I mean, Chad was ranked third in the power rankings, right? I don't remember where he started off, but he was up there. I think he was third. I'm not sure Under- where that came from, but <laughs> I kind of – Kind of felt like Grim was going to win that game the whole time as the bear, you know, and it was <laughs> it was convincing, but Grim's team still has a lot of work to do. So going on to our next matchup, we've got Hot Dog Water and Ian up against the SEC for the win. Patrick, oh, and this boy. one went this one went about the way you expect it. Ian pulls this one out three ten point nine to two oh eight point five two. Something I want to point out here is Ian is the first 300-point game in opening week since year one when Brett did it, and he beat Jacob 310.12 to 250.78. Jacob probably vividly remembers this game, but you don't see a lot of 300-point games. You probably get 12 of them a year. Maybe. Well, Jacob doesn't really see him ever, but yes. Well, I mean, he sees him, but he's usually on the other side. I've had one. I've had one. <laughs> so, um, it, <laughs> but yeah, 300 points are hard to come by, and Ian just unleashed. Tweet, what, what's happening over there? Uh, Josh Reynolds just caught a huge first down pass and took it down to like the eight-yard line. All right. So here so with Ian's team, I want to talk starters? about. Is he one of your starters? Tweet no. Okay. In this game, I want to talk about J. Michael Sturdivant going from Cal to UCLA. Ian picks him up in the supplemental draft. He has five receptions for 136 yards and a touchdown, good for 24.6 points in this game. And then we have his QBs, Preston Stone. Joe Milton, 35.34, and KJ Jefferson with 34.94. When you've got quarterbacks that are going to put up those kind of numbers, they're gonna I mean they're gonna pull you and you can have some some guys with down weeks. You didn't really have anybody with down weeks. Um 
Antonio Williams is 12.6 points. Barry and Brown with 12.9. Those are like your lowest scores, I believe, for the week. So this is, I don't even want to say this is your ceiling. Who is that? David Montgomery, baby. Perfect. Jake will like to see that. Um, then we got on Patrick's side, quarterbacks balled out. We had Jackson Dart with 40.96 points. Drake May with 21.26, maybe not balling out. And then J.J. McCarthy Great. with uh, 29. Other than that, I mean, he had Xavier Henderson, uh, 27.9 points. Uh, Brian Thomas and Will Shepard put up some points. But other than that, he had one, two, three zeros in his lineup. So going to be hard to win when you have zeros in the lineup. Might as well just be a bye week when you're playing the SEC for the win at this point. Anybody else have any comments? The guy would have beat Jacob this week. Mm. (laughs) And and Jacob had two zeros and he had three zeros. And Grim would have beat Tweet. Dirty. But but Grim's got work to do. Okay. Well, we all know Grim's got work to do. (laughs) Like yeah, you, you're the one who's saying that his team has all this work to do, and he would have beat you. He would have beat. Well, you didn't play your best lineup, and we will get to that. Well, okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next matchup we have Brett versus Nate. Nate comes out on top, two seventy four point five four. The overlooked underdogs take it to the second place team for the last two years. Brett, who scores. 210.6. Here, Shadur Sanders. Nate goes out, gets himself Shadur Sanders. I don't remember what he traded him for. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. But he gets him 41.2 points. Looking good for Nate there. Then we have uh, Watson, that uh, Blake Watson from Memphis comes over from ODU. He gets him 34.2 points. Didn't get a lot of run, so not a lot of snaps there. He just happened to get three rushing touchdowns, so something to watch, uh, not getting the majority of the snaps, um, but being very uh, efficient with those. Then we've got Brett. We've got Peakney for Coastal Carolina. He had like 18 targets in week one. He caught nine of them for 139 yards and a touchdown. Good for 28.9 points. And then I just want to talk about your quarterbacks. You got Dylan Gabriel, only plays a half, puts up a 302, 15 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Good for 31.82 points. Taylor Green, not so great with 14.82. And Spencer Radler, blah, 11.92 points. Your demise here was these quarterbacks. And then... Jacob's favorite, JoJo Earl. Anything you guys want to talk about here uh, between Nate and uh, Brett? Just that JoJo Earl had one catch for 16 yards. It's coming. It's coming, okay? A massive offensive output from TCU. I think that's a concerning thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, wasn't, this wasn't a 7-3 to three game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a run the ball and yeah, play defense. It was a shootout. And then our JoJo. last game. JoJo just might not be good. Our last game of the week. 
I want to end this because this is I don't want to say like the Clemson Duke game. It was more like the Florida State LSU game, maybe. But it, you know, kind of keep the theme there with week one. We've got our two co-hosts here. We've got Jacob versus the Southern Bear. This was game of the week last week. Game of the week last week. And I actually heard Jacob, Brian Kelly, after the game in the LSU game, quoted about your team for week one. He said, we must have thought we were the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs or something. We were mistaken. I mean, that sums up your hype all week about your team. I mean, you think you're the... You think you're the two-time division national champions, but you're mistaken. Tweet tweet showed you what was up. Do you have any comments to what Brian Kelly said about your team? No, we have a we have a secret weapon in the locker room that we're going to be busting out this week. So, <laughs> do you elaborate any? Well, our secret weapon is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yep. And not Amen. every just because something doesn't happen in our time doesn't mean that it won't happen at the right time. Preach. So we're gonna get back on track. We're gonna be fine. But yeah, Preach. I mean listen, God tests his soldiers with adversity, okay? Amen. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the analysis of this game. So we had some Average quarterback play here from your team, Jacob. You had Jalen Daniels scored 24.28 points, and Riley Leonard scored 24.8. You decided to start Curtis Rorick, who put you zero. He didn't even play in the game. Let's take a step back. (laughs) We're going to call it average quarterback play. But look who my quarterback's played. Right. It's still an average number. I'm going up against Tweet. Drew Aller's playing West Virginia. Terrible team. Elite. Moonshine. Sam Hartman's playing Tennessee State. Michael Penix is playing late into the fourth quarter in a blowout against Boise. Well, Boise's kind I've of got, a big I've deal. Jaden Daniels against Florida State and Riley Leonard against Clemson. And then Curtis, Sounds Lund- like you didn't- Curtis Rourke left his shoes at home, and so he actually <laughs> missed the bus. Sounds like you didn't have a good game plan is what it sounds like. Sounds like he didn't play his – Potential Heisman winning quarterback this year. I got three of them. <laughs> well, you, you definitely picked the wrong one. <laughs> well, no, but getting Curtis Rourke, the Maple Missile, is like ace in the hole. Okay, we just need to get him on the field. All right. You you had two zeros. Antoine Wells scored you a zero. He got hurt during the game, and then. Uh, Curtis Rourke, which reports didn't come out till 11 minutes after kickoff. So they are what they are. But then, tweet. All I really want to talk about is Drew Allar and Michael Penix. Penix scores 47.8 points, almost throws for 500 yards. He has five passing touchdowns. And then Drew Allar, I honestly thought they were just going to run the ball a whole bunch. He threw it for 325 yards. He had three touchdowns. He looked really good. And honestly, like, the wide receivers at Penn State, in my opinion, aren't, like, like awesome. They're good. But, like, I feel like he – I was curious about how those wide receivers would get deployed and how he would use them. And I thought they would use the uh, 
tight ends and running backs to kind of get into rhythm. And he just slung that ball around. And I think he elevated the play of the wider series, to be completely honest. So Drew Aller looking like the QB one there in 2025. Yeah, I don't I don't think his wide receiver core is crazy awesome. Um it's, 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 it's above average though. It is. I mean Cephas isn't bad in I'm blanking on the other names, but they're not bad. He's got Singleton. He I mean, that offense overall isn't bad at all, but I do think Drew looks like a true quarterback that can just gunsling it around. We'll see what happens when we start when they start playing a little bit, you know, the Big Ten play. But I don't know. I, I don't think he's too bad. It's just a shame that Brett didn't trade Stefan Diggs for Drew Alar instead of Quinn Ewers, you know? Well, I would have had to pass on that because on the NFL side, I am just not <laughs> eating. Yeah, that's true. You, you All right. Your issue. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into our power rankings after week one. I honestly forgot to write down what they were preseason. Um, so we've got our college after week one power rankings. Number 10, Patrick, SEC for the win. Number nine, Brett and Team Hafe KC. Number eight, Farm System, Team Grimm. Number seven, the Golden Domers, Chad, which Jacob, you said he was at three last week and now he's at seven. Yeah, we're already all, is that over, an, all over the place. Is that over, overreaction? I don't know. Then we got number six, the boogeyman, Jacob. So I fell one spot. One fell one spot. Number five, the overlooked underdogs, Nate. Number four, Team Seabock eighty four, Corey's team. I don't remember where he was, but I think he jumped up quite a bit. Number three, Hot Dog Water and Ian. Number two, the five star culture. Beats the boogeyman. He's at two. Rawr. And then number one, the prospects. Question. Your commish. Your commish. Question. The one that everyone loves. Nobody loves uh, wearing him. his Wearing his pink fleece tonight. Pink thong. <laughs> Here at number one, Southern Bear. I'm going to give it to you. What are your week two NCAA picks? Oh boy. You know, after you know, we just started looking at them power rankings and I just don't like any of this bullshit. Anywho, here we go. We are off to the races this year. We're off to five and oh, five and oh, baby. Boogity boogity boogity, let's go racing. This week, <laughs> this week, this week, we've got Grim versus Tweet. The matchup everybody wants to see. The shit talking, the bullshit. Excuse me, Luke. It's it's one and zero versus one and zero. The only undefeated teams playing each other in week week two. There's going to be one team that's two and zero here. There's this rivalry runs deep. Also, if you could just watch the language, we had a few complaints about a previous episode. (laughs) Fuck Grim. Fuck everything. (laughs) Tweet's taking your fucking down. Boogity boogity boogity. 
Tweets taken on Grim. He's out. Next up, we got Team Hot Dog Water mm. versus Chad. He, Chad was third in the power rankings just a week ago. Ian third in the power rankings this week. Oh, man, tough, tough decision. Ian had a strong 300-point week this week. Chad, a little dismal. Give me Ian. That's what I want. That's what I'm taking. Nate versus Patrick. Nate was my upset of the week last week. Why? Because Brett was a perennial powerhouse. Where's Brett going? Down the shitter. Where's Nate going? Unfortunately, up the shitter. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) You mean Nate over Patrick until Patrick proves me wrong. However, good performance for having three guys score zero last week. Not gonna lie. Good performance. Brett versus Corey. I feel like Brett's on his way down to Patrick land. Give me Corey. Uh Give this, me this, this game is the only matchup of defeated teams. 0-1 for both of these teams. One team will be 0-2. That's why I got Brett being 0-2. Uh, yeah, Brett being 0-2. Okay. I got Luke versus Jacob as my game of the week. All right. Coming off a very disappointing week. He could have played what... I believe is a top three Heisman Trophy candidate, but he benched him for some guy in Ohio. Who the fuck cares about that guy in Ohio? We're playing Heisman Trophy candidates from here on out. Luke Luke played some other guys that kind of scored some points and maybe a few guys that scored three points that everybody thinks he's all good at wide receiver. He could be. He could not be. In my game of the week, I'm also going... Upset of the week, baby. Give me, I beat, I beat Jacob. Jacob nice. And the Goon Squad, Gobblers. I don't remember his damn team name. The, the Boogeyman. Luke. Boogeyman. So I am the so this is the upset of the week and the game of the week. It's it's all in on one. Wow. Game of the week, co-host. And I want the what if I told what if I told you I'm thinking about playing Curtis Rourke over Jordan Travis? And we're back to no upset of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go back to Luke winning. So that's a unfortunate for you tweet picking uh, Jacob okay. over me. Jesus so- is also crucified for his beliefs. He rose again <laughs> three days later. I will see you all week four. Psalm, Psalm three fourteen, I believe that was. So, so yeah, you're five and zero. Oh. You will no longer be undefeated. Tweet after this week. I am sorry about that. All right, let's get into your week one NFL picks. The Bears, he's uh, he's really stretching it out this year. We're going to the NFL. Um, you don't you don't know what you're doing. Like I have no idea. I don't. I have nothing. Based I off your team, you you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I basically know that Grim is playing Big L, and Chad, your team as a seller dollar dollar might still be a seller. Whoa. I got Grim over Big L mainly because Chad's team's not good. Mm. I like Nate. And Corey, this matchup is intriguing. Nate's got the young guns. We got Corey, who I think really focuses on the NFL talent. 
Yep. I'm taking Corey. I think young young guns lose. Corey wins. We'll take that. Luke versus Jacob. Oh boy. I like this matchup. I like it a lot. Not enough to make it my game of the week, though. Mm. This week, I think Luke is taking down the NFL side based off of what I've been looking at. Did anything get changed there with the trade? No. This is before before the trade. All right. Um. So my upset of the week is going to be Tweet versus Brett. Oh. <laughs> so is Brett, be, I don't know which one's the upset. It's like a pillow fight. I think what we're saying is Tweet's coming in, getting that duh, boys. Um, I think I the see- quarterback situation on Tweet's side is better. I think I think there's some uh, some decent players. On both sides, just decent. We're not saying they're all world. They're decent. Um, but I think Tweet wins with Tua, Tunga Vailoa. Wow. Aaron, A.A. Ron. I sit in a dark room, Rogers. Nice. All right. One more game. We're going to give it the game of the week. Whew. Patrick versus Ian. I think it literally is the game of the week. I think they both have very good squads. I really like Ian's top half. But I think Patrick has the better overall squad with his five uh, flex players, to be honest. I think Joey B getting that contract, um, I think Patrick comes through. I think Patrick's a dark horse to win it this year. Not not really a dark horse. He's up there. I just think he's got a good squad that can win it this year. So um, I'm going to take Patrick this week, but we'll see how it plays out. So you like uh, Patrick's bottom half, right? <laughs> Mainly, yes. <laughs> yes. If you would play him in the top half, I'd like his top half better, but he just likes to load his bottom half up. <laughs> That's good to know. So I want to go over these with you, Tweet. <laughs> NCAA side, you have Ian over Chad. You have Nate over Patrick, Corey over Brett, yourself over Grim, and Jacob over me. Correct? Yeah. All right. And then the NFL side, we've got Tweet over Brett, Grim over Chad, Corey over Nate, Patrick in the game of the week over Ian, and Luke over Jacob. I do. All right. That's going to do it for us in our week one NCAA recap show. We will be back next week where we will recap the NCAA week two matchups and our week one NFL matchups. Then we will be looking forward to week three in the NCAA and week two in the NFL. That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Luke Probasco. That's Jacob Belleville. That's Aaron Tweet, the Southern Bear. Don't forget to start your studs, especially Marvin Harrison Jr. Right, Tweet? You got it. I'd bench him. Bench him. Okay, maybe I'll listen to you. I'll bench him. What the heck? Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Jacob? Do all that you do in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.